0: Everything you ever did when you were a child and a teenager and a young adult and even until you get into your middle ages and when you become an old man and then you die. As a believer, God does not impute sin against you. Even as if you had never, ever sinned against God. That blows me away.
1: Falling, I am in love. I am in love. I am in love with you. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It is good to have you with us today in our continuing series considering the greatness of God's merciful heart. Today, as Raul explores King David's journey in finding freedom from regret, you'll get encouragement to believe that when you come to the Lord in biblical repentance, He'll forgive every sin in your life. He holds no grudges. Here's Raul Reese now with today's teaching.
0: We want to continue this morning speaking on God's divine forgiveness the record of psalm 32 a psalm of david david's experience after he had sinned with bathsheba it's not only a psalm for today but it's actually a psalm for every one of us individually it is the confession of sin to god how god forgives sin But then this week, I was reading a journal, a medical journal, just a little bit of it. And it was very interesting that the journal actually made a proclamation that unrepentance and unforgiveness brings depression. It also brings emotional pain. And it brings separation from God. And it brings physical weaknesses. When you think of all the people that have committed so many things against God and against themselves. And yet so many people will not forgive themselves. There is no joy. There is no peace. There is really no longing for God as David makes his proclamation concerning the longing after God's heart. Again, when David is writing, he's writing at a time... When he himself had kept silent in the presence of God. That is, David sinned against God. And as he sinned against God, he began to look for ways to literally get away with his sin. He used deceit. He committed murder. And then he kept silent, which means there was really no fellowship between him and God for almost a year and a half until God finally sent the prophet Nathan to speak with David. And at that time, David confessed his sin to God. Listen once again to Psalm 32, and then I'm going to read Psalm 103. Psalm 32 says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. And in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I, David, kept silent, my bones grew old. Through my groaning all day long, for day and night, your hand, O God, was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into drought of summer, Selah. And then I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity have I not hidden. And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you, O God, forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters it shall not come near him. You are my hiding place, you shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance, a lot. and then I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. Notice, I will guide you with my eye, do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with a bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all of you upright in heart. Now turn to Psalm 103. And let me read it to you in the NIV. It's a little bit more clarification here. He says, as a psalm of David too. He says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all the animals being, and praise his holy name. Verse 2. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your sins, and heals all your diseases, and who redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with love and compassion, and who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Wow. What an incredible proclamation of David. God's forgiveness, God's renewal. Verse 6. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all oppressed. He made known his way to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. Verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, low to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse Nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth. So great is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. You should underline those verses. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are to be formed. He remembered that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it's gone. And his place, remember, it says no more. Verse 17. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him, and His righteousness with their children's children, and with those who keep His covenant and remember to obey His precepts. The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you His angels, you mighty ones, who do His bidding, who obey His word. Praise the Lord, all His heavenly hosts. You his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord all his works. Everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord oh my soul. Imagine the condition in the heart of David. As David once again understands God's divine forgiveness. He understands it. He writes how God is not angry any longer with us. Yet, it seems that one of the hardest things for people to understand is God's forgiveness for them. When Paul the Apostle was talking about justification by faith in the book of Romans chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, listen to what Paul does. He uses Psalm 32 to bring about justification by faith. Let me read it to you. In Romans chapter 4, beginning with verse uh, six he says, David said the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the men to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him anymore. Imagine that now that 's very hard. For any one of us to really understand that if I have sinned against God, God must surely keep a record. But He doesn't. The only record that God keeps are those that are not justified by faith. That is the wicked. But not so to the believer. Everything you ever did when you were a child and a teenager and a young adult. And even until you get into your middle ages. And when you become an old man and then you die. As a believer, God does not impute sin against you. You're free. Even as if you had never ever sinned against God. That blows me away.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to help you grow in your faith and strengthen your relationship with the Lord. You can visit us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. You'll also find a wealth of Bible-based resources on our free app. Now let's get back to more with today's lesson.
0: David was silent. David was scheming. Before God, he was lying, he was presuming upon God's grace and God's mercies. There was no joy, there was no peace, but he felt like God's presence had departed from him. Like if God was no longer there answering, speaking to him, and that's true. That as long as we live in a life of sin, God can't really be in fellowship with us, or we cannot be in fellowship with him. Why? Because sin separates us from God. But, the moment we confess, the moment we repent, we're back in fellowship with God. Instant connection with God. And that's why in Psalm 32, beginning with verse 1 and 2, we are never to cover our sin, but we are to repent from it. Listen to David again, as he makes a proclamation. The word blessed here is the same word in the book of uh, Matthew 5 And the Beatitudes is the word blessed. And the Psalms is used 25 times in the Hebrew. It means, oh, how happy. Let me make it a distinction to you this morning. It says, oh, how happy we are when we have repented of our transgressions. Then we surely are forgiven. And then, because our sin has been covered. Oh, how happy we are. Because God does not impute sin unto us. And in whose spirit there is no longer any deceit. I like that. We are totally forgiven by God. You don't have to feel sorry for yourself anymore. God has forgiven you. And what's amazing is God's not imputing sin against you. He's not charging you as guilty. But He's saying, not Guilty. Not guilty anymore. You're free. And the reason that God has set me free, secondly, is because of the conviction that came through the power of the Holy Spirit in my own personal life, my own personal sins. Not the sins of others, but I dealt with my life personally. And God showed me my sins. Listen to what David said in verse 3 and 4. He says, when I kept quiet, my bones grew old through my groaning all day long. Wow. You see, when he did not pray, when he did not repent, when he did not confess his sin, everything became a silence. God wasn't speaking to him, and he was not speaking to God. God began to chasten David. David felt like he was in pain. David felt like he was suffering. He said, For all day long and all night long, your hand was heavy upon me. And my strength was turned into drought of summer. It could have been very possible that David through depression and suffering was actually in bed all those months. Totally bummed out. And yet... All David had to do. God was pushing for him to turn and to repent from his sin. That's all God wanted. And that's all God wants from you. God put him on his back to get his attention. And so many times we don't understand why things are happening. And the first thing that I have to understand is, Lord, is this illness or this accident, whatever it is, is this because I have some sin in me that I haven't confessed to you? Or because I'm living the life of sin. Now you got my attention, God. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. I am going to turn from my sin. And I am going to turn to your love and to your grace and to your mercies. So that I can be back in fellowship with you. That's what God desires. That's what God was looking in David's life. You see the words of David here. In verse 3 and 4. Were words that also vividly were actually the description. Of the sickness of the soul. Convicted by his own sense of guilt. That's pretty nice. When you think about that. In the faith Preaching of God's messenger, which is who the Holy Spirit, constantly over the life of David. David, how long before you repent? As the Holy Spirit was speaking to him. This is why Jesus Christ sent the Holy Spirit. He would come to convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And how many times the Holy Spirit speaks to you, speaks to me, but we ignore it as God warns us. We need to be very careful when we hear the voice of God. Not to do it. Because He knows best. We see that while there was no repentance in the life of David. There was no peace in the life of David. No peace at all. But God's heavy hand upon him. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 through 12, he says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by Him. For whom the Lord loves, He disciplines and scorches every son whom He receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening of which all become partakers, then you are what? You are illegitimate sons. That is your bastards instead of sons. And then he said this. Furthermore, we have had a human fathers who correct us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father's spirits and live? For they indeed, for a few days, were chasing in us, and it seems best to them. For he, for our prophet, that we may be partakers of his holiness. The reason God is disciplining you is so that you can come back to his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present time, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields. The peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Notice that. Through the chastening hand of God, it brings you back into fellowship with God. And then, third point, verse five that now that I've been chastened by God, what's the next step? Confession of my sins. Confession of my sins. Verse 5. Listen to what he says. I acknowledge my sin to you. And my iniquity I have not hidden. And I said. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And check this out. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selat. Notice that the only sure healing for conviction is what? Confession. Confession of sin. The psalmist knows that he must go for forgiveness to God. In whom there's only cleansing and healing genuinely found by God. But at the same time John the beloved says what? In confession we find true forgiveness. Forgiveness. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to continually cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have no sin, we make Him a liar. And His word is not in us. His word is not in us. In confession of sin, we find renewal of fellowship. Renewed fellowship with God. Psalm 51, 1219. Listen to David. Restore to me the joy of your salvation And uphold me with your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. The God of my salvation. And my tongue shall sing a lot of your righteousness, O Lord. Open my lips and my mouth shall sing praises unto you. For you desire not sacrifice or else I would give it. But you do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God. Are a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. God desires humility, brokenness, repentance when you come to God. And when you come broken in true humility to God in your confession of sin, you will find healing. Listen to James 5.16. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So now that I confess my sins to God, once I confess my sin, then what? I have confidence in God. We have confidence that even though I have blown it, even though I have sinned with God, he's still my father and I'm still his son and you're still his daughter because he loves you so much. Listen to what David said on this. For this cause, verse 6 and 7. Everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely, In a flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. God's divine protection. You are my hiding place, O God. You shall preserve me from trouble. And you shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Notice that. God delivering me. God protecting me. God watching over my life constantly because of my humility coming to Him in full repentance to Him. And once I confess, this is the last point, is what? My counsel now is given to me by God. Now God communicates to me and He speaks to me. Listen to His counsel. Verse 8 through 11. God says, I, God, now will instruct you and I will teach you the way that you should go. Wow. Now we're in fellowship. I don't have to be embarrassed. I don't have to hide. I don't have to be condemned anymore. But I'm back in fellowship with God. And then I love this. And I, God, will guide you with my eye. Which means what? God never keeps His eye off of you. Wow. Constantly watching me. Constantly watching me. And then he says, Don't be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, or don't be stubborn, which must harness with a bit or a bridle, Else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. But here it is. But he who is trusting in the Lord. Mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice you righteous. And shout for joy all of you upright in heart. So what is David saying? Forgiveness and faith must lead me to obedience and to righteousness. I like that righteousness in Jesus
1: Christ. We hope that this lesson has spoken to your heart and has filled you with fresh confidence to bring your regrets to the Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To hear today's program again, call us at 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited copy for a gift of $5 or more. All you have to do is ask for Raul's message titled, God's Divine Forgiveness. Now as you seek His forgiveness and restoration, we'd also like to tell you about a reassuring resource titled, Understanding God's Compassion. It's a four-chapter booklet from Rawl that will lift your spirit with biblical insight into the Lord's ability to forgive your sins, heal your heart, provide for your needs, and protect you in adversity. As you ground yourself in these truths, you'll see that you can break free from the past and live the abundant, fruitful life God desires for you. Visit us at SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Rawls' booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion. We'll send your copy for just $5 plus shipping and handling. That's 800-634-9165. Our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This ministry is committed to enriching your life with the hope-filled truth of God's Word. We welcome your thoughts on how we can best support you. And we'd also invite you to utilize our free Bible-based resources. Join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk, a Q&A program with guidance for a more God-honoring life. You can also download podcasts of all of these programs to review at your convenience. For more information about these resources or just to connect with us, visit us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you'd like someone to pray with you about making a fresh start with the Lord, don't hesitate to contact us. Somebody Loves You Radio is a listener-supported ministry. It's because of your generous donations that we're able to remain on the air. Thanks so much for your partnership. Next time, we'll continue this series with more insight into the complete healing and restoration that God can do in our lives when we surrender to Him in genuine repentance. I am in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.